What if you're just fighting against your attachment to the way you want things? Maybe you're not fighting against yourself. Maybe there's no doppelganger. Maybe that's in your head. Maybe there is no competition. Maybe that's in your head. Maybe you're fighting against a way in which you want things to be. You see, your desires are what create feelings and those feelings are what create the battle within. It's not really so much who or what is opposing them, it's just that you have desires, your feelings are attached to those desires, and when you can or cannot have those desires, those feelings are activated. I'm Sir Evans, and welcome to some real life morning motivation. Because no one wakes up in the morning and says, I hope I have a bad day. My desire is to empower and inspire your daily endeavors. Because you can do whatever you set your mind to. The question is, what do you want to do? Whether you're still finding your passion, pursuing it, or living it, motivation is a daily requirement for your success. So here's your morning motivation. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in your day. Welcome back to the Coin Morning Motivation Podcast Show, where as usual, the desire is to inspire, motivate, and empower your daily endeavors because we all need a little bit of motivation. Now, that motivation ultimately must come from within you, but I'm here to help you keep that ball rolling. Now, listen, I hope that your week, your day, your year has been blessed. Listen, I don't know where we at. If you're listening to this fresh off the press, then that means that we are about halfway through the year. We are a little more than halfway through the year. I don't know if you've taken that time to analyze where you're at to analyze some of the goals that you set for yourself at the beginning of the year, if you've had the chance to analyze some of the stumbling blocks that have come into your path, and how are you handling those? Are they taking you down? Are you thinking about getting up? Are you hurtling over them? Like, what's going on? Talk to me. Go on and just send me a message. Drop something off of me now, right? But as for me, I'm kind of gearing up. I got to few things in store that I'm looking forward to sharing with you guys here soon but for now I'm just excited and I have been working on some new endeavors just to continue to provide to you guys um, really just to make your life more um, enjoyable and more um, motivation and inspiration to be provided in different areas of your life can't speak too much on it right now but it's exciting stuff and I'm looking forward to sharing it with y'all one thing for me, I kind of, in my free time, I've been catching up on some new shows and I've been watching some new shows. And one thing that I'm loving right now, I'm loving the amount of um, shows that I'm seeing of people of color from different scripts. Like I'm just seeing totally different things. Like I just saw something new that's coming out, um, Harder They Fall, I believe executively, executively produced by Sean Carter all-star cast looks phenomenal it's just beautiful just to see a a cast in a black western 
Um, if you know the history of the black cowboy, then that makes it even more exciting, but that's not what today's show is about. But I say that because it's exciting to see those things. Um, a show I was just watching a couple weeks ago. I don't really watch too many horror movies these days, but I was watching, uh, uh, them, the series based off of the us concept and pretty good series, pretty good series. One thing that resonated in there that it reminded me of the movie us. And if you've seen it, it's, it's cool. It's a spoiler alert. You should have seen it by now. Um, but this concept of there being another you or another them, if you will, that was walking around like, like a, a body double or a doppelganger. <laughs> Some of y'all might not know what a doppelganger is. That might be a new term for you, but I'm going to jump into it in the episode because that concept of there being a double out here that looks like you, that talks like you might not think like you walking around is the concept of today's show hence embracing yourself attack of the doppelgangers without further ado let's go ahead and get the party started with today's morning motivation morning motivation is a text thread that has been going out for some years that comes to you each and every morning to help inspire your day the podcast topics are derived from those morning motivations because sometimes it's just not enough time to divulge and dive into those topics in those short messages. So we bring it back on the podcast show in order to dive into them more. You can actually subscribe to the morning motivation by texting 202 918 3480. Once again, that is 202 918 3480. We have taken our talents over to the community platform that also allows us to be able to bring in more people and to be able to handle the bandwidth because it's constantly growing and I needed something bigger to be able to increase the audience. So come on down, join in. If you see an episode or morning motivation that jumps out to you, feel free to go ahead and shoot me a message. It is interactive so I can text back. And I also save those because at the end of the year, that's really how I comprise the new season of the morning motivation podcast show is by taking the ones that you guys love the most or the ones that you have the most questions about. And we dive and dissect those. So Let's go ahead and dive into today's morning motivation. In 1796, German writer Johann Richter coined the term doppelganger. According to German folklore, all living creatures have a spear double who was invisible but identical to the living individual. Therefore, when someone says, I saw your doppelganger, they are insinuating that they saw someone that looks just like you. Here's the thing. There's only one you. There's only one person that can be what you are down to the smallest molecule. And the only person that can do what you can do up to your greatest potential. Even the concept of a doppelganger insinuates that one is good and one is evil. Therefore, the two may look alike, but they still will never do what their twin would do. 
There is a sense of peace and encouragement to such a truth if we are willing to accept it, appreciate it, and get to know it. So what if someone does something that you wished you could do? You are one of a kind model, and the best outcome for such greatness is tapping into it, which only you can tap into. There are billions of people on the earth, many of which don't believe they are anything special. Don't believe the hype. Let's jump dead on in it, dead on in it, dead, 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 dead on in it, doppelganger. Do you or do you not have a double? Do you or do you not battle against yourself? Do you or do you not sometimes feel like you have a Clifford Harris T.I. versus T.I.P. moment in which you are in competition and battling against a double? Or even more than that, somebody that's just too damn close to what you doing and what you got to offer this world that it makes you resort back to your cave or your shell and say, hey, I'm just going to let the double do it. So let's dive into a little bit of this doppelganger concept a little bit more without getting a little too spooky, right? Now, the doppelganger is a word from Germany. Uh, German descent that refers to somebody's double. It may refer to either um, um, an apparition of oneself as seen by somebody else, or in some cases, it's a warning or foretelling of death. That's the tradition, right? Now, it can also be something that was used to be conjured by witches to lure victims out to lonely spots like dark forces, roadsides, cliffs, in order to make a sacrifice. Now, now listen, if that don't get spooky, I don't know what to. The doppelganger theory, which presumes that there is a villain that is always existing in us, and we continually battle against them on a daily basis. Hmm. Now, that's interesting. Now... Doesn't this concept kind of speak to a me versus me type of concept? Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you if you follow the movement, you know that I do not subscribe to the biggest competition thing. And I find different ways to explore this because I know it's a lot of kickback on the concept. So I always strive to find different ways to say the same thing in hopes that it gets some of you out of your way of getting out of your own way so there's a billion people on this earth a billion a billion plus actually i think there's about three to four hundred million running around the good old united states of america i know as much as the media may try and as much as the stores may try to lump each and every one of us into a category now for the most part you can do so there are a, a, a percentage of us that love certain colors. There are a percentage of us that have certain emotional traits. There are a percentage of us that will respond certain ways based upon certain cues. But when it comes down to you being a one-of-one one model, that nothing can be done the way that you do it, that is a fact. Now, here's where we have to kind of dissect that so that we can get a better understanding of that so 
One of the questions that I got, and I don't really want to leave with this one, but it's the first one coming down the pipeline through the team. So how do I capitalize off of what makes me unique? Okay, so one of the ways that we capitalize off of our uniqueness is to recognize that being unique doesn't mean simply being different from everybody else. Like, out the gate. Like, being unique is not simply being different. Like, I'm, I'm different from everybody else. And then, I'm, I'm gonna, let me, let me, let me pace myself. Period. Right? It's about finding that originality that's within yourself. And figuring out your individual preferences and how you choose to express them. So what is the preferences that you prefer in your life and how you choose to express them, right? Because the feeling of being unique and what makes us unique, what I've even found out myself, it's not something that happens overnight. It's not an instant thing. Yes, to, to say that you are unique, I can say that instantly. I can say that in a matter of seconds. For you to be able to highlight, cultivate what it is that makes you unique, those are things that come over time. Those are things that we cultivate. Those are things that accumulated over our experiences. They are things that develop over our years of us defining what our identity is. And it is through that repetition and through those choices that we make and through those feelings that we feel our uniqueness becomes solidified. For example, sometimes people ask me, how is it that you can come up with morning motivations every day? Now, I come up with these things off the top. Um, I usually don't like to store them up because I like to, for them to feel organic. And I've been doing this for years. So you say, how do you come up with some of these concepts? Now, I come up with these concepts because for years and years and years, my first love and passion was music. And whenever somebody asked me to rap, I would do so. I didn't need a beat. I didn't need a topic. I was going to rap right there on the spot. That was something that was unique for me. Right. That was that was something that was uniquely, sir. However, as time went on, that skill cultivated into something else that I wasn't realizing. So you mix in that ability to be able to come up with words and put words together in a rhyme fashion. I cultivated that. I went through life experiences that I really wouldn't wouldn't have preferred to go through losing loved ones, going through breakups, all of these things that mold us, right? And you gather thicker skin, but even more importantly, you gain experience and you gain wisdom. So it's through those moments in which I gained wisdom and I had those experiences when I decided to start the Morning Motivation series, it was like freestyling. It was like picking one of those Emotions, picking one of those scenarios and finding a way to freestyle the concept into your life in a way in which it was relatable in a way that I could effectively communicate the thought that I had. It was unique. It's something that is unique 
about me. So there's there's so many different characteristics that could be wrapped up into how the morning motivation is presented to the audience. But I say that because it's something that took time. The skills that required it and the skills that make them unique or make me a unique person were things that were cultivated over my lifetime. So what does it really mean to even be, to kind of explore a little more, to be unique? Now we know that we kind of said that it's not simply being different. But as I was kind of researching this topic and we were kind of putting together the, the outline for this one, I actually ran across three, diff- three different layers that comprise our uniqueness. And I want to share them with you. So one of the layers that defines our uniqueness is our splendor. Now, that splendor is something that it manifests itself out of a radiance of beauty. Like it is those, it's those breathtaking characteristics or those features that we have. Like if you've ever noticed someone that's highly attractive. Sure, they're not the only attractive person that's in the world, but something in that beauty is unique to them, even if you can't see it. The same thing with personality traits and different features that we might possess that make us radiant. That's our unique splendor. And then you have complementary uniqueness. Now, those are the unique things that complement us. Those are usually such as like honors or attributes or good deeds or gifts or services that are given. Hence, once again, to use the morning motivation. I was even thinking about this and I would even go as far as to say that even a partner would be a complimentary feature that would make one unique. I can think of several times in which I've said it myself and I've even heard it said of me and my wife where they may say, you compliment one another. Now, nobody else has my wife. Now, you might have your own and you might have your own husband, but you ain't got mine and I ain't got yours. Now, that is a unique compliment if it's a compliment which I would hope that it is but they say that hmm she compliments you or he compliments her those unique things those services that you offer to the world your gift to the world is what makes you unique now I also think that your gift to the world overlaps with this next type of uniqueness, which is your unique blessings. Now, these are those God-given, of course, and those recognition of those qualities and those traits that are found in a person, usually in the mind or in the spirit, that others can acknowledge or have witnessed. 
those things that have been uniquely bestowed upon you in a blessing. Now, of course, you could say that even the attractive person is blessed. They highly favored, one might say. Now, you, you take your pick. But if we were to dig and peel back a few layers of shallowness, I think that we could generously bless someone with enough splendor uniqueness, complimentary uniqueness, as well as unique blessings without having to double dip or overlayer where we rest our hat on where someone is unique. So it's those three categories that we can place our uniqueness into. Now, here's one of the things that I think is a huge issue, especially when it comes to embracing ourselves and finding that uniqueness. And I think one of the biggest problems is that we can become enamored with someone else's uniqueness. We can become overwhelmed with what society wants us to be or how society feels we should be. And, and in some cases, we also can be um, drowned in what our doppelganger feels it wants to do versus what we want to do, which, as we've already stated, I don't believe in a doppelganger. But for the sake of those, and I'm trying to bring you over, that might feel as though you are in competition with yourself and that you are your own biggest competition. Just rock with me, right? Now, one of the questions I would ask for you to ask yourself Ask yourself, and this is really when it comes to that being in competition with the world, being in competition with others, hell, even being in competition with yourself. Are you really in competition with someone else or are you more concerned with how other people will react to your success? Because I know that I've done this before where one of the things that will propel me forward is not necessarily being in competition with you or the competition that I put the bullseye on, not you per se, but it's the perception of what that success would look like to others, to myself, and to that opponent which I would be in competition with. But ask yourself, are you really in competition with someone else or are you more concerned with how people will react to your success or your failure instead of focusing on how much that endeavor actually means to you. Because one of the things, one of the things that I just personally find a little problematic is just the concept of outwork everybody because I got it, it takes, first of all, it takes work to be competitive. Now, I'm not saying that competition is wrong. I'm, I'm definitely competitive to a certain degree. But if I'm spending the majority of my energy focusing on your tempo and your pace, it's a little draining. And it may feel as times like you're really fighting against yourself. But I would ask you to kind of expand your palette on the way you're thinking about this because how about this what if you're just fighting against your attachment to the way you want things maybe you're not fighting against yourself maybe there's no doppelganger maybe that's in your head 
Maybe there is no competition. Maybe that's in your head. Maybe you're fighting against a way in which you want things to be. You see, your desires are what create feelings. And those feelings are what create the battle within. It's not really so much who or what is opposing them. It's just that you have desires, your feelings are attached to those desires, and when you can or cannot have those desires, those feelings are activated, which creates friction. It's like cold and hot water mixing. It's like there's a part in the ocean, and I can't think exactly where it is. I want to say it's off the Antarctic. But there's a place where two oceans, quote unquote, never meet. Now, they eventually do later downstream, but you can see it in pictures where the waters are totally different colors. One is fresh water, one is salt water. Now, the fresh water develops because of the ice that melts from the glaciers. So this is completely fresh water. When it gets to the point where the ocean is, where it's the salt, high salinity, the waters do not mix because of just how much salt is in the water right so they just don't mix together at that particular point in the body of water it's not until the salinity can be mixed a little bit more or until that fresh water isn't quite so fresh but long story short those waters in those purest states can't mix together when your desires and your feelings cultivate how you want things to be they're not going to mix well when they see something that goes against the grain on what they desire. They're just not going to mix at that particular point in your life. Maybe later downstream, once you've opened up your mind a little bit, or maybe a little bit more stream, maybe once you've been able to actually get what you want. But at that particular point in your journey, your desires and your emotions won't mix with what goes against them so it's not necessarily a separate entity if you will of course we have things that help cultivate our emotions our desires we are in battles with principalities above our levels but they still play on the same things that we control as a unit being our emotions and our mind state i heard a speaker doctor say jerry uh, i believe it's Jampolsky, he said, we must stop fighting against adversity and instead work with the circumstances in our lives. Because no more should we be battling against ourselves. See, the key is getting stable ground again. And when we're faced with challenges that take a chip out of us or something like that, the next time we receive a setback or, or the next time you feel as though you're fighting against adversity, perhaps it's time to take a look at the circumstances that you do have control over. Like I was talking to my boy a couple days ago and he was mentioning how he wanted to set up some plans in his life for, you know, the next few years and really just leave his job. And what would that look like? And he said, one of the things that has always been problematic and he hates it is that he always he moves too quick where it's like 
He has no problem pulling the trigger on a goal. He has no problem taking the risk. But sometimes when he gets involved into a new endeavor, the patience just isn't there because the reward isn't there. So he says it's frustrating for him. So he's setting up five to 10 year goals. So I had to remind him because he's, you know, kind of beating himself up, feeling as though this needs to change. or I want this eradicated. And in some cases, you just can't eradicate it. In some cases, you just can't erase certain characteristics in your life. So consider that characteristics that you can't erase the adversity and you're consistently trying to fight against it. Instead, I introduced a different perspective where it's like, okay, if you know that you are someone who's highly driven by immediate rewards, then, and your goal is still to set up a five to 10 year plan, you know, because what the, one of the problems with our culture is we thinking more like five to two, five to 10 days when really it was supposed to be five to 10 years. It's like when Mitch rode up on Ace and paid a full and he was talking about going to get the motorcycles and he say, yeah, man, we'll have matching up matching bikes, you know, like five to 10 years, you know, and he said, no, I'm thinking more like five to 10 days. And that concept really got that's really how a lot of us live, but really in the long game, it is five to 10 years. Like some of those goals that we're looking at, they're not five to 10 months, they really do take some time. So I told him, I say, how about you just attempt to create smaller goals with greater reward? That way you're not trying to reinvent the wheel, you're just putting different rims on it. Now, you know, like I know, that you enjoy instant gratification. Now, sometimes you have to delay that, but if you're trying to get to five to 10 years in your goal plan, and that's something that you've never done, and you are also someone who loves instant gratification, then that means that your five to 10 year goal just needs more rewards, which those are things that you have to decide what they look like. You have to decide what those things are, but that's an example of not fighting against adversity and instead embracing the circumstances that we have working in our favor. So homework assignment, ladies and gentlemen, because it's almost about that time. And like I say, we almost a halfway through the year. What are the biggest obstacles in your life? What are the biggest things that you might consider to be a doppelganger? Or what are the biggest issues that you might have that prevent you from being able to see your uniqueness that you present to the world? Also, how are you unique? Take some time, jot out a list, spend some personal time. What are those unique characteristics of splendor? What are your splendor? What are the ways you are unique in splendor, right? What are those complementary ways in which you are unique? And what are those blessings of uniqueness? What are those three? What, list them. List as many as you can. Maybe you can even, maybe you know some ways off the top that may be unique, but you don't put them into a category. Just jot them down and then go back and put them into those categories, right? I might start coming up with some worksheets. I need to start doing some tools and I think I am going to do that just to kind of help you to fill in some of these areas but that's the homework assignment for today 
So until the next time, y'all, get rid of that doppelganger in your head. Them, us, it's just a TV show, it's just a movie. Doppelganger, what doppelganger? Competition, what competition? <laughs> until the next time, y'all, embrace your uniqueness because no one else is like you out of the billion plus, out of the billion plus people that are operating in this universe. From Sir Willa, salute. I'm Sir Evans, and you've been listening to Surreal Life, Morning Motivation. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and wherever else you listen to your podcasts. Feel free to subscribe, rate, and review this episode. And join me next week for Surreal Life, Morning Motivation. Thank you for listening. Salute.